Now, it's the start of October, but it looks like Halloween has come early for fantasy football players with all the injuries that are coming up and the blank game week of the top two teams in the league. How are we all going to cope? Is it a bit of a scare for us all? Roll the intro. So, Jordan, the breaking news of Diaz being out for 10 games up until December due to his injury against Arsenal, you've got to be concerned. What are you going to do about this? Some would say it's not ideal. Diaz was my boy. Um, He's been in sensational form. I know, obviously, you know, Liverpool lost yesterday, but he was the guy. He was my new Salah, but for five mil less. So, Seeing the news of him out for 10 games um, is is a bit of a nightmare. And as you said, a, a trick in the Halloween, uh, the Halloween dilemma, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> not only did I have not the greatest game week, but when you're when your top guy's out, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. Um also we've got the kind of trend trend scenario. So obviously we covered it a few weeks ago, but I'm looking at Trent. Well, I'm looking at getting back, getting Trent back in the team. Um, and now you've got the injury kind of hanging over his head. So I'm a bit torn. Um, I've got my eye on a few replacements. Uh, I won't give all, all my secrets away too early, but I will need to find a very suitable replacement for Diaz. Um, but I can't justify Mo Salah at the minute. So for me... Again, the, the obvious replacement is to me is not for Liverpool, but in, in general for that price, is Sterling. However, I got him in my team last week and then he's not played. So not only have you got the injuries to, to consider, then you've got the blank of next week. You've now got a bearing rotation in mind for all of that. Um, so not, not been a good start for me. And on a Monday, I'm feeling a bit stressed out about the whole situation. Reese. We'll get onto the tips later, but surely I can't be the only one feeling the heat of uh, of Diaz. I mean, no, I took Diaz out a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> it's not really done me that much harm. I swapped him in for Madison. Um, can't speak, I don't really know why I dropped Diaz. I think the proposed of a game postponed or something. But yeah, I mean, eight appearances, three goals, two assists. Doesn't look good. You know, he got the assist for Darwin Nunes yesterday. Doesn't look good for Liverpool. Arguably, at the moment, their talisman is injured. You know, will this help Salah become a bit more free? Maybe he'll play and thrive? We don't know. But doesn't look very good. But there are replacements you can have that I think would help cushion that blow a little bit and make sure you're not too frightened in the build-up to Halloween. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, you've got plenty of replacements, but there's plenty of people out in just the next two game weeks. Obviously, you've touched on Diaz, Trent. Then you've got the City-Arsenal game off. So that's, um, even if you've got goalie of Edison, you've got Cancelo in defence, KDB, you've got the main man Haaland, Foden's been spanging in goals. Then you've got, what, Tequila, sorry, Saliba in defence. Then you've got Martinelli that everyone seems to have had from the start of the season. Jesus was 80% owned at one point. This is a massive headache for everyone. And then you've even got the little injuries that are popping up 
Mitrovic missing a game. Kane's now got a flag on him. Like, there's tons and tons of players who are struggling when you don't want it the most. Because everyone, I think, would have three City, three Arsenal, just the way they're playing. But you can't at the moment due to this blank game week. And I have to say, from just a footballing perspective, and as a City fan, it's such a shame that game is postponed. I think that would be such a huge game now. Just after the win yesterday of Arsenal, I think everyone would want to go and see City, Arsenal and see, like, are City actually going to win this at a canter or Arsenal putting in a proper title challenge? Well, I was going to say, let's touch on Arsenal for a second. I know this is an FPL episode. You know, we've got to to some degree admit we were wrong. You know, Arsenal are starting to prove the doubt is wrong. They're starting to step up now. Uh, and we've said it before in the podcast, but we are seeing a team who look different to what we've seen before. Um, in terms of FPL, th- I guess the question is, how many Arsenal players do you want in knowing that they're not going to play a week? Because really, you don't want more than one or two Arsenal players at any one time. Because you don't want to be out, you don't want to just have three potentially expensive players on your bench. So what are you guys thinking in terms of subbing out, obviously, over the next game week? Are you just going to completely get rid of an Arsenal or City player or are you going to try and manage it to have a weaker squad just for a one-week one situation? Well, I've got two City, one Arsenal. Really, I'd want more of each, but I knew the game week was coming up when I did my wild card. So for me, they're going to be on the bench and everyone else is going to play. That's kind of how I've planned my game week for it. But it's the, And then it's... Who do I target after? Who's coming out? Who's going in? Because I'm getting City and Arsenal players in because their fixtures, once again, look quite nice just uh, until the World Cup starts. So, yeah, that's my plan. It's not much change, but the injuries are causing a bit of a headache. Reese, what about you? Yeah, I think more of the immediate concern is the injury list. Um, more than that itself, I don't really think missing one game like that is really going to hurt you too much. Um, I think, yeah, you want to be more cautious on on the other players and maybe gang up or substitute there because if if Arsenal Man City, if it's going to be one game that they're going to miss, at least then you could perhaps compensate by replacing an injured player with you know another sort of player. So I don't I don't think it's too drastic. I don't think people need to really worry too much because eventually that game's going to be played anyway most likely in a midweek so you know it's not it's not going to be too harsh and that's the thing it's only it's only one game week so like do you want you know four players between City and Arsenal and you want to take a hit just to make sure you've got them still on your team I think that's the risk that sort of everyone is going to be debating I think um, one of the things is the free hit that's the one that could be into it come into yeah. play if the injuries start picking up. Because if in your team you've got, th- like with myself, with three players between City and Arsenal, you're okay, you've got 11. But then if I've got Kane and Mitrovic with both yellows, let's say I get another two, I could be down to sort of eight players like quite easily. That's when you start thinking of the free hit. Because re- ideally, I want to keep it till the second half of the season. But it's becoming a very big possibility with the injuries coming up. Have you two thought about your free hits yet? No, I haven't. But it, it, I think you're right. Like I looked at my team literally tonight and 
you've got, you know, even even Anthony Gordon has now got a suspension. So that's another factor that we've, you know, we're getting to that season, part of the season where the five booking rules coming in. So you're going to not just have the injuries, not just the rotation, but you're going to have suspensions creeping in as well. Um, so I think now, and again, I've got personally for, for my team, I've got Mitrovic who's still on a flag, Gordon now suspended, obviously only for this game week. But I do think a free hit might have to be used next week just to purely be able to field a team of 11 players. Uh, I mean, Reese, what, what do you think on a free hit? Would you use it this early? Yeah, you could do. I tend to always use mine too late, so I don't really think it's going to matter. I mean, I think it depends on the type of players that you want. You know, if, if Harry Kane's not going to play, you know, I would argue that there are plenty of suitable strikers out there um, that would work. But if you've got three or four players that are injured or not going to play, um, then you're probably better off doing it because with two games, like a two-game week, so to speak, you're going to you can miss out on some crucial points. You know, whereas if you'd have done it, if you do it around March time, where it's just a one-game week, is it going to make a huge difference? You know, so I think it it would make sense to probably try it. You know, if you wanted to just do something to give you a bit of extra points or to cover your losses for this week that might be a smart move well let's right, let then, yeah, yeah. i was gonna say yeah let, let's get into the, the the meat of the episode the, the the hot tips we promised the viewers today so we'll assume we'll assume firstly from back to front but if you're gonna get out any defenders for whether it's city rotation arsenal rotation or injuries who are you guys looking at that's not currently in your team that's good value as a defender well, mine is it is a team that's out of form, but I like their fixtures, and it's it'll be Kilman at Wolves. He's only four point five million, and I just think Wolves defensively aren't as bad as they are attacking, so that does help really. But it's still a worry that I'm having to go into into a team that's completely out of form. But if you look at the sort of next two game weeks, they've got Nottingham Forest at home. Hopefully, you know, at home now, hopefully they've got a new manager possibly, so a new manager bounce. And But then they've got Palace away in when City and Arsenal got the game blank game, blank game week. Um, Palace aren't that free scoring, but they have turned up a few times and bagged quite a few goals. So it's one of them where I feel like you could get one clean sheet out of the two and you probably go for a 4.5 million defender. I'm quite happy with that. Um, he seems to be the main one that's starting. He started every single game and played every single minute so far. So really, Kilman is my defender of choice. Like um Yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, I was I was avoiding the sort of left and right back sort of positions. I was thinking of Mark Gay at Crystal Palace. I know Palace tend to concede goals, but their fixtures coming up are Leicester away, Wolves at home. Everton away. Now, even if they lose those three games, they're probably not going to get thrashed. So he could be a good solid bet to put in there. Only 4.3 million. So, and I can imagine he's probably a bit of a set piece threat as well. So I think he could be a safe bet if you want someone in, particularly with these two games coming up. Okay. And I, well, I, ha I had two down, so I'll, I'll quickly mention both. 
I was also kind of thinking the Palace route. I think I'll elaborate when I get to my strikers, but I think they've got a very, very nice run now, Palace. So I was thinking of Tyreek Mitchell, uh, left back. Good pick. He's only 4.5 mil. Does tend to get down the wings. You could get some assist points in there as well. Um, and I'm, I'm still probably 50-50, but Connor Cody at Everton as well. Um, again, five decent games in a row. Um, 4.9 mil, so a little bit more expensive than Mitchell. Um, and obviously, as we said last week, until until this weekend, you know, Everton had the best defence in the league. So don't don't sleep on Everton's defence. Cody's proven the league. Games, though. Difficult games. Spurs away, Newcastle at home. That's, yeah. I know, Newcastle away as well. Yeah, I, I think that's probably tipped me. Yeah, the, the, the slight 0.4 mil increase compared to Mitchell, plus the fact this week would be Spurs. Um, I think I'd probably, if I had to pick, um, I would go Mitchell. Cody, maybe after this week, I think it's a good option if you if you don't want to bring in the Arsenal and City players back in. Um, let's move on to the to the hot midfield picks. Obviously, we, we spoke about Diaz already. He's the obvious one who everyone's going to have to take out pretty much this week. Who are you guys backing instead of Diaz? Well, the obvious pick would be without without the game week twelve blank would be Foden. Really, I think at the moment he's the one at that price point that's performing and getting goals. And City just look great for sort of goals. But obviously with that game week, he's just not in contention. I I've got a bit of a left field pick because I like their fixtures coming up. I've gone with Aribo at Southampton. Now, he's at 5.4 million, so you are saving quite a bit of money. But I I really like the play. I've watched him when he's played at Rangers and when he was actually at Charlton as well. But the fixtures are West Ham at home and then Bournemouth away. So at home, I think Southampton can score. When they played against City, I know it was a 4-0 game, but they look so organised and I feel like that will help them. And West Ham sort of, defensively haven't been that solid in my opinion but I think they've done okay but not too great and then it's Bournemouth Bournemouth are the team that you should be looking to beat home or away they've picked up a good result against Leicester but I still think Leicester Leicester should be going to win that game and everyone should be aiming for Bournemouth away as a away win really Bournemouth should be the team that you're aiming for so he's someone I think will be very lowly owned and a bit of a differential and saves you quite a bit of money you can spread elsewhere. Yeah, it's a lot of money, three mil to be saved, to be put elsewhere. My my concern personally over Rebo, does he start every game? I I, I do rate him, but I've personally, I've not seen enough out of him so far. Um, not enough shots, not enough creative chances. Reese, what, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a good shout. I think, there's a you can either have an option of a quick fix, you know, particularly someone for this double sort of week. Maybe Trossard at Brighton if you haven't got him already. Six point eight mil, you know, he's been sort of probably the best player for Brighton so far this season. And under Deserby, you know, whereas Potter's probably more defensive, Deserby's more attacking. So if you've got Brighton defenders, get rid of them. If you've got Brighton midfielders like Trossard, you're probably going to do just fine. They've got Brentford away, Forest at home. Then Man City away, which of course is a tough one, but Brighton have proven they can score goals. So he might be a quick fix there. But I've got a couple of others 
in the midfield option, I think might be a good fit. Um, I'll start with Anthony at Man United. He's a very, very good bet. You know, three games, three goals. They've got Newcastle at home, Spurs at home, and then Chelsea away. Now, the thing is with Anthony, tough, tough, but Anthony has scored in these big games. You know, Arsenal and City, and, you know, he got the goal, of course. You know, he's got it in him to score goals. So he could be a very good shout as well as Marcus Rashford, you know, got a goal ruled out yesterday, but he's only 6.5 mil. And I think that when he's on form, you know, he's already on 43 points. So when he's on form, he will get goals and chances are he might get a goal or two in, in, in these games. So they could be, they could be some good options as well. So from my side, I, I kind of agree with the guys you mentioned. I really, really struggled. So I've got a couple of players I like. So I'll name them first. Marcus Rashford. I said on our episode a few weeks ago, I wanted him in my team and I've not changed my mind on that. Um, the problem is, you're right, you just mentioned the next three fixtures are pretty difficult. So I'm sort of struggling again. It's a big ask to, to for any player to get a goal or more than a goal in, in these big three games. So I'm sort of now on the fence about Rashford. My other one was Almiron for 5.1 million. The last few weeks, he's been so, so good for that cheap a guy who seems to be starting now week in, week out. But again, my only concern was then the fixtures. You know, Man United away, Everton at home, decent, but then Tottenham away straight after. So I still, the way I'd look at this is I still like Amron at five mil, even despite those big games. That's the way I'm looking at it. Whereas for Rashford, you know, it's cheap enough, isn't it? It's yeah. cheap enough. Yeah. If he does blank, you're like, he plays okay. all the time as well. He plays all the time. So, you know, he is a very good good option. Yeah. And then obviously one I've not I've not had in my team yet is Martinelli. But obviously because of the, the blank, I don't want to get him in yet. So for me, if I had to absolutely pick one, I'd stick with Almiron. Despite the tough fixtures for five mil, as you said, you, you don't mind a blank. Um, and also Newcastle are more than capable of getting a goal or two away to Man United. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I think he's probably the best bet value-wise in midfield. Um, and then finally, I know, well, just quickly, we've not touched on any keepers. Personally, for me, I've no issues with my goalkeepers at the minute. Are you guys looking at any keepers just to throw that in the mix? No, being honest, like if I was going to suggest goalies, there'd be ones I've already got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ward, just because he's so cheap, even though Leicester aren't looking great still. But 4.1 million, it's saving money. And I've got Gator at Palace, just because he's 4.5 mil and quite nice fixtures. But otherwise, not really. I think goalies are the luxury transfer. If you've got nothing else... Yeah. That's when you do it, or on your wild card. That's my personal. Really similar for you, or, or you got a, a really hot tip for a, a goalkeeper? I mean, I'm happy with my goalkeepers. I think uh, Pope and Henderson. You know, they they tend to have moments of brilliance. They have a calamity every now and then, but they've been solid and consistent. So I'll keep with them. But yeah, maybe if you want to keep with the usual, you know, Saar at Wolves, for example, he's always a safe bet. Um, and with Lopet. Lopetegui coming in he'll be defensive as well so he's probably a good bet cool right well let's get into the 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 best part the one everyone loves the strikers 
Again, we've got, you know, Gabriel Jesus was highly picked in, in terms of ownership. People might be looking for a Jesus transfer out because of the fixtures. Um, I can't imagine anyone's going to drop Haaland. Well, but, I did see yeah. I did see a tweet already today. Four thousand four hundred people have taken Haaland out already. Wow! For the game against Liverpool and then the blank, so they're prepping for it. It does make sense uh, to some degree. You know, some Community degree, Shield obviously against Liverpool. You, you know, missed the chance, didn't didn't score. So, I, I still think you're a bold bold person to take him out. But I guess if people are saying. He's not going to get points against Liverpool, then it's a two-week sub. Will I guess question one, will you guys be taking out Jesus and or Haaland? And the second question is give us your best pick of the week for a striker replacement. So I haven't got Jesus. I haven't had him the whole season. Um I'm not taking out Haaland. Absolutely not. The only reason I'm going to take him out is if that petition goes through. And he does get banned for being a robot. That's it. That's the only reason it can happen. Otherwise, he is just—he's just going to stay in my team because he's just phenomenal. Um, in terms of a pick, now this one I think is someone probably everyone will overlook, and due to a last sort of minute signing, he doesn't look as great. But Havertz has started scoring, and with this blank game week. Spurs and United playing each other. Chelsea are the ones who have got the nicer fixtures compared to everyone else. So Havertz going up front at 7.7 means you can drop, have Jesus's price. You've got, you can go down to him. If you're going, if you're doing the Harlem move, you'll have tons of money for everyone. But he's someone that I think is a bit of a left field pick and has started scoring and he could continue under Potter. Interesting. My my initial red flag there as a Chelsea fan is is the rotation. It's the yeah. biggest for, for seven mil. It's a big risk to take for seven point seven mil. You it, for my me in a minute, I'd say it's a coin flip, and I'd almost I'd be tempted to say wait to our game on Tuesday against Milan, see what the team is. Like yeah. if I, if a Bamiang starts that game, it's probably fair to assume Havertz will start the weekend and vice versa. But I'd be reluctant to do that straight away on a Monday night. Oh, for that, for that price tag. The Champions um, League games on and Europa do not make your transfers just yet. <laughs> might save much. a bit of money, but you might also get completely... We're talking, uh, we're talking injuries and that midweek games. Just asking for it, isn't it, really? It's true. Um, Reese, Havertz or no Havertz? Uh, it's no Havertz for me at the moment. I will be keeping Haaland in as well. Um, just because I think selling him... It goes up in price, and if he has a blinder against Liverpool, he's only probably going to be too expensive. Um, and I don't see City rotating with that game not happening in the week, you know, so they don't need to worry about that. Um, I've got Kane up front, and he's an injury doubt, so he's more likely to be rotated at this moment in time. So I might consider looking for options for him. Um, one of those options I considered was actually Padson Dakar. At Leicester, um, he's actually probably been, other than Madison, he's probably been their best player. Um, eight games, three goals, one assist. You know, he's he is decent, especially if he gets a run of games, which he will, especially now that Vardy's, you know, sort of coming towards the end of his Leicester career. 
Dakar has Palace at home, Leeds at home, Wolves away. And he could easily build on that. He might even get a hat-trick in just one of those games, but that would be more than enough. So I personally think Padson Dakar's a good shout, and I don't think it'd be that expensive either. So 5.7 million for Dakar. There you go. So I, I think him and Madison will link up well there as I've got Madison in my team. So that's an option. I really went for a really, really left field pick. And when I mean left field, it's because he's injured till the end of October. <laughs> I would actually go for Anthony Martial um, just because when he's fit this season, I mean, he's had three injuries this season, but when he's been fit, he's actually done very, very well. You know, look how he played against City. You know, he actually, actually tore him apart a little bit there. Um, but three games, two goals, two assists. If he plays, you're going to get someone who's going to be creative in that system. 6.9 mil. He's a good bet, but you'll have to wait till the end of the month for him. So <laughs> it's completely, completely up to you. But over the long term, he's probably going to deliver. Interesting. So good, good to see that we all disagree. Um, in terms of the Liverpool replacements, first of all, the, the issue with, again, going back to Diaz, Value-wise, you've got, obviously, Firmino at 8 mil, Jota at 8.9 mil. Um, both of those, I mean, out of those two, I, I prefer Jota as a player, no question. But for Firmino, for, for 0.9 mil less, I think we've got to, if you're going to pick one of those Liverpool boys, you've got to go Firmino purely based on the value. Um, you know, almost a whole mil more expensive. I don't think Jota makes sense. And Jota's more likely to play in a wide role as well. Um, I think Firmino potentially is in good form. He'll play down the middle. Um, however, forget the Liverpool guys. This is my big tip of the week. Um, this is where you get your notepad out. It's the lanky version so, too. Yeah. Right, let, let's, let's talk about Solanke. Um, I, I, I called Solanke heavily. I even took a big gamble putting in my captain one week. It, it didn't work very well. However, he did deliver finally at, at the weekend. He got eight points. He got an assist. So we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, however, I've got someone even better than Solanke. So we briefly touched on it earlier, but Crystal Palace, the famous Eagles, arguably have got one of the best runs now for the next eight game weeks, I believe, to be exact, that, that I've seen um, in any any fantasy run, I think this season, any eight-game run, I think this is the best run you'll see from a team. So it's Edouard at Palace, the striker. He's just scored at the weekend, so there's a very, very high chance he will start again. Eight good games in a row, and he scored at the weekend. And he's cheaper than all of the picks we've mentioned today. He's 5.3 million. Cheaper than Solanke. Cheaper than... Who else have we said? Miles cheaper than Havertz. He's not injured like Martial. <laughs> um, for me, I might even have to get rid of the boy Solanke for Edward. I see him... I'd see him deliver... I might even catch him. Why not? Forget Harland. <laughs> Forget oh, Harland. Note to everybody else... Don't Everyone listening, we do not support Edward. that decision. Yeah. Do not do it. Yeah. Whatever Jordan says, do the opposite. Edward, <laughs> so what is wrong with Edward at 5.3 million? There's nothing wrong with him. He is Tell a very me. good bet. I mean, he's had two goals this season. Not putting him captain. He's subbed a lot. 
Well, so every, look, I'm, 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 I don't want to be a sheep every week and just auto-pick Haaland as captain. And if there's a game to not pick Haaland as captain, it would be away at Anfield, right? Or the game, the blank game week, I guess. Or the blank game week. <laughs> no, There'll be a few people who get put out. I do, think, I do think it is a good shout. He is a good player. So, you know, I'll chuck one right. more in. I'll chuck one more as a bonus pick for you people who have stayed to the end. Um, Neil Mopai, Everton, 6.1 mil. One tough game, obviously, with Spurs. Um, but then they've got a pretty good run. 6.1, fairly cheap for a striker. Everton have been in okay form. Looks to be turning the tide slightly. Um, so I think he's a left, you know, maybe a backup pick. Um, but as I said, write down Edward. Put it in your notepad. Put a big circle around it. He's your banker. He's your banker for the next eight weeks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that just about wraps us up. Have you guys got any more? Well, you're not going to be Edward for 5.3 mil, but have you got any last minute picks we've not mentioned? Yes, Darwin Nunes. How much is Darwin Nunes? Uh, He's 8.8 million, I believe. Firmino is 8 million. He's 8.8 million. So Firmino is scoring goals. But Darwin Nunes with his goal at the weekend, he's probably yeah. going to be up for it on Sunday. He could be a good shout. There you go. Jamie, any from you? I've gone with I've got Trey Adams, I think, at yes. 6.4. Very cheap. Southampton have nice fixtures, but I picked a rebo for midfield, so I weren't going to double up with that. Well, but there yeah. you have it. Several free tips for you guys. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.